This is Speaking of Speaking. Quick tips and tools to take you from stage fright to spotlight. This podcast gives you an inside look from the world of public speaking and the speaking secrets you need to be bold from the stage, no matter what business you're in. The host of Speaking of Speaking, Carl Richards. Thank you, Matt. Yes, it is another edition of the Speaking of Speaking podcast. I am so thrilled to have another guest. We're going to be talking to her very shortly. Some great news I want to share with you, though, is we are going to be launching very soon. This is exciting. A second podcast. And I know what you're thinking, Carl. How many podcasts can you do? Well, you know, why not do two? You can't just have one. You may as well have two. And the second one, by the way, and I'll give you information about this as it gets closer to for anyone who's interested in podcasting, it will be a podcast about podcasting. That's essentially what it's going to be. So a lot of tips and tricks and information you need and some guests as well who have been very successful with podcasting. So look forward to that in the next couple of months. It does take time to launch a show and we want to make sure that when we launch it, that it's launched properly, right? If there's one thing I know about podcasting, you want to launch it correctly. So watch all the details about that coming to you very soon. My guest today is an amazing lady and it's amazing how you meet people. And I've Met Sharon Rolf, not physically. I've known her virtually, though, for maybe about a year or so. I were connected on LinkedIn. We're connected through other people. We know Forbes Riley, who's known as the Queen of Pitch. She herself is an amazing individual. She retired from Boeing in 2016, and she's put her skills as a behavioral scientist to work as a retirement slash essence coach. That's also when she was bouncing off the walls trying to figure out if each day was productive. So I'm so thrilled we're talking today. There's a number of parts that we want to cover today. We're going to talk about unshakable confidence. We're going to talk about her essence training. We're going to talk about her book shortly as well, but we want to start by talking about something else. So first, Sharon, welcome to Speaking of Speaking. Carl, let's do a bunch of speaking today, okay? (laughs) Let's speak. Let's talk. Let's make it happen. Before we get into the unshakable confidence piece, and I do want to make sure we focus enough time on that, you've got a bit of a story or a bit of a journey because there was a time in your life, even though that you started out on this path of, you know, even naming yourself, you know, the queen of courage, you didn't really always feel that you had a voice or you felt invisible in the family. So tell me about that. Well, Carl, being invisible in my family actually was kind of a good thing. That was kind of what I wanted to accomplish because my older sister had endured a lot of abuse, Mm. sexual abuse from my dad. So I didn't want that. So I made good grades. So I wasn't rocking the boat and I wasn't getting, you know, discipline and all that kind of thing, spankings. So I just wanted to keep the peace. I was a peacemaker. But, you know, in my teens, I started pondering on that whole potential. What's my potential? What's, you know, other people's potential? And it was like a mystery. Well, I still went the normal route of all fitting in to what society expects of us, like having a career, but I was a lifelong learner. So I did a lot of classes and bettered myself. I took Dale Carnegie and, and Toastmasters But it wasn't until after I retired that I took a webinar that was back a few years, but it was from the UK by Andy Smith, I think his name is. He did a mental 
strength webinar. And he says, well, when you need mental strength, like you're facing something kind of challenging and maybe tough, you don't know if you're going to be able to, you know, get the vote or the swing, the perception of other people. He said, recall to memory before you go into that meeting, a warm memory. And he says, it will give you a confidence and a, you know, stronger backbone if you go in with this warm memory. And his warm memory was giving his four-year-old son a flight in an airplane that he was a pilot of. That had been his dream. And so at the time, my warm memory had to do with third grade Christmas program. Well, a couple of weeks later, I said, why just have one warm memory? Why don't I see how many I could come up with? And out of my list of eight or 10 things, half of them were in front of people. What? Had I done my corporate career being, you know, normal, invisible kind of feeling, and I was supposed to be in front of people? That was a huge aha. And it was at that point that I decided maybe I was supposed to be an influencer. And I started acting as if that was possible. Wow. That in itself is a fantastic story. And I like how you framed it too, when you said that I did what everyone else was doing at the time. And obviously you were very successful in your career, but obviously the world has changed and clearly you're still going at it. And you've recognized that there's a place or a calling that's higher than that fantastic career that you have. And I know that that's one of the reasons why we're chatting today is because you've taken that step and kudos to Andy or whatever his name is, who planted that seed because I think that really hits the nail on the head too about, and this goes right into unshakable confidences. In my experience as a speaker trainer, when people get on stage, they think the worst. They don't think happy thoughts. They don't think the, you know, imagine the audience, you know, jumping to their feet with thunderous applause and loving you. They think, oh my goodness, I'm going to suck. Is that's exactly what they think, right? <laughs> so let's talk about unshakable confidence because that's really what your focus is now. So tell me what unshakable confidence in your estimation is. Okay, well, let's go back to that phrase you used to introduce me about bouncing off the walls after I retired because I use this essence tool, my essence statement to help solve that problem. My first weekend in coaching school, which was just a week before I retired, we wrote our essence statement. And it affected me in a profound way because at the end of writing our essence statement, we had to stand in a circle of all the class and tell each other, read to each other, because we hadn't memorized it as yet, who we are, what our essence statement is. And when I did that, oh my gosh, I'm going to tell everybody who I am on the inside, my soul. Nobody's asked me to tell them, you know, articulate my soul, my inner spark. And it moved a lot of us to tears or to very humble because it was such a new experience. Okay, so when I started bouncing off the wall, I made a wall hanging of my essence statement. And I came one day, I know I read that three times. I came, it was in a corner here and I read that three times. And I started realizing that when I lived from my essence, my soul, I'm now sometimes calling it my DNA, because I came born with it, that every day felt 
right. You know, I wasn't wasting my day. I wasn't spinning my wheels. I was inner directed and therefore everything felt good. So I realized living life from your core and then, okay, so if I had been 30 years younger and now wanting to do my pitch for a dream job, I can use my values and what I'm good at and my values clarification and convince an interviewer that I'm the right person for this job because I know me. And wouldn't you like to know me too? Isn't it funny though, how taking that job example, most of us, firstly, we don't go in prepared, but we also don't go in knowing ourselves as fully as we probably should. And that's a mistake that most of us make in that situation. I know a couple of times I did go into an interview and I, I interviewed them. <laughs> I know this one place I asked, what's your management style? I could tell they were bouncing off the wall. <laughs> they did not answer that. <laughs> that's probably why I didn't get the job either. <laughs> and I think interviewees and interviewers are at a different level of savvy than they were 20, 30 years ago. I know when I was in management in radio, for example, some of the interviewees we had come in were so prepared and you knew that they researched and knew something about the interviewer. And they also knew quite a bit about themselves, maybe not as much as they should, but they certainly knew a fair amount about themselves and they knew the questions that roughly were going to be asked, mm -hmm. not just the standard interview questions, but they had a rough idea as to how the interview could go. But I remember you know, 30 years ago, applying for jobs post-college and having a rough idea, but really not knowing all of the ins and outs. And it was at a time when it was harder to get information. There's so much information now and it's right at our fingertips. We can go online and get all of the information to us about every individual. Everyone has a Facebook profile or a LinkedIn profile, or there's information about people everywhere. You can find it. 30 years ago, you couldn't do that. It was harder to find out about the person who was interviewing you. But now it's almost like it's a completely different game. That changes the landscape a little bit. Does that change our, in your opinion, as somebody who deals with this, does that change our confidence level when we're going into situations like that? Well, Carl, I feel like my service, now I could be wrong, so I'm asking you to help me with this, you know, in sending me an email, but I think a lot of times we are dissatisfied in our jobs and we don't know how to get what we really want to do. Or we know we're so different from everybody else and we love being ourselves, but how to really get a job doing what, you know, that yearning to express your uniqueness and art or drama or singing or mm. anything creative, branding yourself and yearning to be expressive from your heart is a tough road. So Queen of Courage, I'm here to give you lots of encouragement about going for it, but your essence statement, I think will give you the words and the confidence that you are perfect just the way you are. There's a golden nugget inside of you that the world is waiting for you to express. And you can live from that yearning to express the DNA you were born with, that essence. How do you go about 
creating that essence statement. And the reason why I asked that, and I know you can't give away all of your best material. I know that. And we can't do it all in 20 or 30 minutes either. But I know that there are a lot of people who get out on stage even and are very successful in business, but still when they step out on stage, they're not nailing it quite the way they should be. There are also people who are very great in their businesses, in their careers, but whenever they're called upon, for example, to talk about their business or talk about themselves, they're just not connecting all the dots. So how do you go about building? What are some things that you can pass on to people to building that essence statement? Well, Carl, we probably don't realize that there's elements of our personality that help us achieve the level of success we already are experiencing. So if you were to list 15 of your personal qualities and think of them as tools in your toolbox, they can be applied as a CPA, a pilot, a IT person, they go with you everywhere you go. Mm. And those personal qualities are transferable. So I don't know how much we've gotten savvy about realizing a lot of skills are transferable. And you think you can only do it in your team and your IT office to realize that they could be used in totally maybe for a nonprofit and the meaning that working for a nonprofit may give you could create a richer meaning in your life than all these IT things that you're creating. Do you think that's maybe part of what holds people back, Sharon, is we don't think it's transferable, that we think that I need a new set of skills or a new essence statement to go and do something different. We're probably not even using the term essence statement. We're using something else. But do you think that we don't think they're transferable, that that's why when we're displaced from a job or when something happens to our business and we have to pivot like a lot of us did in the last couple of years because of COVID and other issues too, that we don't think that it's transferable? Well, it's probably taking something like, let's say a circle of skills, and you think that circle of skills may be 60 or 80% of all your tech skills, and you don't realize that what made you successful using those tech skills were your positive attitude, your getting along with people. Maybe you are so responsible, the boss can't count on you if he can't count on anybody else. All of those made you successful in your IT job for all those 60, 80% other skills that you had. And besides when we're without a job, we are also looking at our feet instead of the sun. And, you know, we get despondent because there's no place to fit in anymore. (laughs) I love that line. When we don't have a job, we're looking at our feet instead of the sun. Isn't that so true? That let's put it this way. It takes a very strong person to say thank you when they're displaced from a job, whether it be through their doing or not their doing. It takes a very strong person to say thank you for the opportunity to go and do something else. The natural response is, I I can't believe I lost my job. Oh, the world sucks. Oh, it's a horrible thing that you, and such and such is a horrible person for letting me go. They don't know what they're going to lose. It's so easy to look at our feet and not go, oh, here's an opportunity 
to really do something amazing. Yeah, Carl, I'm 784 and never married. And I've gotten pretty good over the last 18 years about saying, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> I was reading somewhere, speaking of 74, which by the way, I would never have guessed. <laughs> so when you look at Sharon's photo in the show notes, you're probably going to guess late fifties, maybe. <laughs> so I'm assuming it's your attitude that keeps you, you know, looking and feeling young and probably whenever that changes, that's when aging kicks in. Right. But definitely there's something to be said about, I mean, constantly looking towards where the opportunity is and seeing the opportunity, even if it's in a, you know, I'm thinking of different movies where all seems hopeless, but then oh, look, there's an opportunity to get out of this situation and really make something amazing from it. Well, okay, we both know Forbes Riley, and she asked almost everybody now, what are you known for? And when she asked me that, I had already been in the process of writing my book, Fresh Courage in Retirement, Finding Purpose, Essence, and Fulfillment. So I told her I'm the queen of courage, and I have started using that tag as my presence on Instagram and have created about 110 little two-minute videos of how you could be encouraged today or I'm going to challenge you to find your courage for today. But I also am a big fan of possibilities and being curious. That's another thing that keeps you young is being curious. But in all of that possibility and courage and curiosity is a spiritual element. You know, embrace the spiritual needs that we have. You don't have courage without some sense of something beyond you that you can draw on to build you up. And we've lost sight of that a lot. So, you know, even your essence, like I say, you know, describing your soul. Wow, if that isn't powerfully spiritual to move me to tears. Amazing. Yeah. It's great fodder for a talk too. I will say that for sure. Great conversation we're having here with Sharon Rolf. I want to give you the opportunity though, to talk about your book a little bit, because this kind of ties everything together. So tell me about the book. Well, first of all, on the cover of my book, I have one of my art blocks with words of wisdom on it. Well, that's where my love of color, my love of sewing, and my love of wisdom all connected. And there's actually a number of those throughout my book, because when we're looking at beauty, it goes into our brain in a different way than just words on a page. So even though my examples in here are often related to people who are retired, the principle of courage is for everybody, actually. And I've had a couple people tell me that it was an excellent book, but there's not that many people talking about courage these days. And the title came from a Hallmark movie. I'm a big fan of Hallmark movies. And they said, you know, often when you go home from vacation, you go home with fresh courage. Yeah, (laughs) we do. (laughs) So this is, you know, after this pandemic, let's have some fresh courage, some new kind. (laughs) 
Fresh Courage is the name of the book, by the way. Sharon was holding it up. So for those of you who can't see the visual, because this is an audio podcast, we'll make sure we put a link in the show notes, by the way, which will link to not only Sharon's website, where you'll be able to grab a copy of that book. Because it is on the website, right? For people to grab a copy if they'd like one. I have queenofcourage.now, N-O-W, S-I-T-E. I have a number of, it's just a short video page, but it has links to about four different things. And when I was doing senior center talks on what do I want to do in retirement, I created a list of resources that was books and movies and websites where you could get new ideas. You know, in fact, when you come up with things, you know, hey, try to list 20 things you love to do or love to smell. Put all those words together in a Google search and see what you come up with. You'll be surprised. (laughs) But anyway, there's a list of just things to do in retirement. But I'm also wanting to pivot my message for courage and essence Mm -hmm, to the younger generation because I strongly believe I can help you find that brand and job of your dream job using your essence statement. So let me tell you what my essence statement is. I am precious jewel of wisdom. I am a colorful collaborator, learner, and motivator. I am a tranquil, authentic, and pure inspirer. I light fires. I want to light your fire, Carl. Wow, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So in the sense then, the website's there, you're pivoting a little bit. You know, a lot of the people you've worked with have been people in retirement or nearing retirement, but you certainly see a need and you're working or aiming to work with younger people as well, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, whatever the next generation is, you're looking to work with those people as well. Yes. In fact, I still am in the process of doing research on my avatar. And if you would be willing to let me ask you 10 or 12 questions, please email me with a topic research. Send it to Sharon at effortlessvitality.org. And I will respond with getting you on a 15, 20 minute call. I'm so strong about believing in the need for this service. I want to make sure my message is squarely on target and I need your help for me to do that, please. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Sharon Rolf, the queen of courage. Wow. A lot of great messages there, not just for speakers and presenters, but for anybody that's doing basically anything in life, whether it's business, whether it's you're going through a shift or pivot right now, like a lot of us are, definitely reach out to Sharon. Everything we've talked about today will be in the show notes. Before I let you go, Sharon, final thought. I need your listeners to know that I'm like a lifesaver for discovering your heaven on earth. You know, when you're living from the burning desire inside your heart, it's going to feel like heaven on earth. But here's a quote from Thomas Wolf that I found on our business wall years and years ago. If one has a talent and does not use it, one has failed. If one has a talent and uses part of it, one is partially failed. But if one has a talent and finds the way to use the whole of it, one has gloriously succeeded and won a satisfaction few people ever know. Wow. Very, very inspirational. Thank you so much, Sharon, for being my guest today. Sharon Rolf, the queen of courage. Thanks for joining me today. 
Thanks for having me, Carl. (laughs) And remember, get out there and own the platform. Thanks for listening to the Speaking of Speaking podcast. Fired up about something you heard today? Want to learn more? Be sure to visit carlspeaks.ca. And don't forget to follow Carl on Twitter at CarlRichard72 or join the Facebook group Speaking of Speaking 